Welcome to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I investigate things said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be looking at episode 1389 with Chris Kresser, who was a very prepared guest. He had a PowerPoint, he had sources for everything, mostly everything, and he has a news anchor name and an unnerving habit of occasionally looking right into the camera. If you watched the video on YouTube and didn't just listen to it, then you know what I'm talking about. And he brought up a lot of really big topics that are sort of endless black holes of debate that I will not be getting into. What I'm going to look at are specific things that he said which can be fact-checked on the internet and are not like big moral quandaries. The first and I think most interesting of which is his claim that crop agriculture kills more total animals than does the beef industry. This idea comes from a paper written by a professor named Stephen Davis with the lengthy title, The Least Harm Principle May Require That Humans Consume a Diet Containing Large Herbivores, Not a Vegan Diet. And in this paper, he looks at some studies that were done about how many mice and snakes and whatever are killed by crop agriculture. And he concludes that the total animal body count is actually higher. But there are many counter papers and arguments, and it's a whole debate, not just a, a fact like Kresser says it is. For instance, people point out that his, or the studies that his paper looks at only uh, address certain types of crops and like certain types of land you know there's no comprehensive study of you know how many mice get killed by every type of farming in every part of the world and then uh, there are a bunch of small studies that I found where concerned people put radios on mice and voles and stuff to see if they survived and what they argue is that all these animals aren't dying, they're just leaving, like they're moving out. And so, you know, when you try and count them up all up afterwards, uh, you can conclude, oh, they all, you know, they all got shredded. Or maybe they just left, and that's why they're not there anymore. There's, there's also vegan arguments saying, well, even if, even if his math is correct, um, least harm isn't just about death. It's about, like, life quality. And so, which is truly worse? An instant shredder death, you know, mouse bro getting tossed into, like, a combine, or a cow basically being in jail? Which is truly worse? I guess that's up for the individual to decide. And people have also pointed out that 
grass-fed beef uses a lot more land, a lot more total land than does crop agriculture. So if you if everything were grass-fed beef, it that might uh, that might kill more animals because he, he doesn't take that into account, and so you'd basically be using up a ton of land that could just be natural land for these animals. Uh, people point out that like 98% of beef is grain fed, which in terms of total animal deaths is the, the worst of both worlds. <laughs> it's the double whammy of all the mice that get killed when you farm the wheat, and then you put that wheat in the cow, and then you kill the cow. So that, that's really bad if you're trying to avoid animal deaths. Um, but re really, I feel like if you're being a vegan for environmental reasons and you're like you're looking up studies where they like tied radios to mice, you know, you're missing the big picture here. But I, I guess if you're a vegan for moral reasons, then I, I, I guess you do have to sort of wade into this strange debate. So then he talks about something that, I, something that I found really interesting, which is that if everyone was vegan, the impact wouldn't be that big. He argues that this would be bad because people would have to eat way more food, uh, crop agriculture would have to be scaled up a ton so everyone could get all the nutrients, which you can easily get from meat. But you actually don't even have to use this sort of reasoning to point out that everyone being vegan wouldn't do that much. If you look at the EPA's pie chart that they have on their website about what causes emissions in the U.S., meat is only 3%, roughly, the meat industry. And then all agriculture total is only 9%. So what are the actual culprits here? Well, uh, commercial and residential usage. So like normal people doing things at home. That's, on, that's also only 12%. The real problems are transportation, which is 29% of all total emissions, non-residential electricity, which is 20%, and then industry, which is 22%. So I think if, you, if you're into Zizek uh, at all, you've heard this before, but the reason um, consumers are blamed and veganism and like turning your AC off and turning your lights off and stuff is pushed so hard is because uh, corporations and the government want to shift blame from themselves onto people to avoid responsibility when in reality if you just look at the numbers you know commercial and residential 12% eating meat 3% it's not it's not the people's fault and i think where a lot of environmental people go wrong is that they sort of buy into this trick and they they like blame the people but no movement that blamed the people can ever succeed. No revolution that just blames, you know, the proles can ever get anywhere. 
You have to you have to unite and then blame the government. A wise man once said, The earth is not dying, it is being killed, and those who are killing it have names and addresses. Just something to think about there. But there is some good news, which is that Cresser is wrong. There are not only 60 harvests left. This is a common thing people say. You can see it all over the internet. But it's just, it's a misquote that someone used at the UN one time in reference to this uh, article analyzing soil quality in this one part of England. But it, it doesn't even say that there is only 60 harvests left in the world. That's just not true. Also good is that it's not true that soil erosion is irreversible, like Cresser says later on. So, I mean, if you connect those two dots, he, he paints a pretty grim picture. You know, there's 60 left, and we can't do anything about it. He basically says we're going to die in 60 years. Well, luckily, this is not true. There are ways to regenerate soil. It, perhaps not enough attention is being paid to this, and it's not being done as much as it should, but it can be done. There is hope that it could be done. Then later on, he talks about his uh, personal experience with veganism, just a little bit. He doesn't really make a huge deal of it, but he said that it made him like depressed. And I thought that was interesting because I'd, I'd heard about that elsewhere. So I looked into it and there is uh, higher rates of depression among vegans than the general population. He, he doesn't use this as an argument, I'm not saying he does, but I thought it was interesting. And there's no, there's no evidence that it's causation, though, rather than just correlation. I think it's just as likely that the sort of person who would become a vegan is just more likely to be depressed just because of who that sort of person is likely to be. But I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out in the future, maybe. Other personal vegan tales brought up in this episode include a bunch of athletes, um, such as Nate Diaz, who is pretty much brought up in every episode of JRE. The most recent article I could find quotes Nate Diaz describing himself as an on and off vegan. Now, Rogan just says he's straight up not a vegan. There is no Scott Pilgrim vegan police to bust people and create some sort of definitive law on this but probably he's right most vegans would probably not classify nate diaz as a vegan i also thought it was interesting that if you go on google and type in is nate diaz the first search suggestion will be is nate diaz vegan However, if you go on the superior search engine, DuckDuckGo, the first search suggestion is, is Nate Diaz retarded? And I think this really says something about these search engines. I'm not really sure what exactly, though. Another, another odd case is Tom Brady, who they bring up and they say is not a vegan. And the most recent article I could find said, quote, for most of the year, Brady is a vegan. 
In the cold winter months, he adds some lean meat to his diet. You know, what is that? Why? What does that mean? He's like a bear or something. This is weird. He's probably not a vegan. Athletes have weird diets. The one person they're wrong about, though, is Venus Williams. Venus Williams, according to the latest thing I could find, is actually a vegan. Because she has some, like, autoimmune disorder. And so her doctor said she should just try being vegan. Probably why they think uh, she's not a vegan is because, like, when you look into this, there's a bunch of headlines saying about how, like, she quit being a raw vegan. Which is, I guess, where you you don't cook anything either. It's just straight up, you know, you eat the broccoli. You don't even cook it. Which, and that, that's, like, really sad. But Serena Williams is not a vegan there, there was some stuff I read saying, like, she tried to do it to, like, support her sister. Like, oh, I'll do it, too. Um, and, it, and she tried at some point for whatever reason, but then she went back. I was reading this article, and there was a quote. She said, I'm going to Europe soon. I love cheese, but I only like the cheese in Europe. So I call myself a vegetarian so I can have that amazing cheese. These people are weirdos. They should just eat normal food. I, I don't know. The real biggest weirdo, though, who they bring up, and they bring up some of the weird stuff, but they don't go into everything, and it needs to be said, is Tim Sheaf, the like YouTube parkour man who was a vegan and then he quit. So this guy, he says he was like having problems being a vegan. He was like, feeling depressed and like fatigued or whatever so then he tried to drink his own urine and he did this for two years in an attempt to you know cure himself while still being a vegan then he he claims to have done a 35 day water fast so he did not eat anything except for water for 35 days probably that is a lie and then <laughs> I assumed Rogan was joking about this, but he says when he finally caved, he ate raw eggs and salmon, which led to him like getting off for the first time in months. I, I just I thought Rogan was like joking about, oh, it was so good. He ate the salmon. Nope. He literally says that he got off on eating salmon. These people are all weirdos. But to get back to the big picture uh, of the whole interview, Chris criticizes the sort of uh, most popular solution to this whole food environment conundrum, which is impossible foods and like companies like that. And he says that they admitted to the FDA that they hadn't done adequate safety testing and that SLH might not be safe for human consumption. This is not true. Uh, SLH is approved. You can eat the Impossible Burger. FDA says it, it's all good. They could be wrong, but the FDA the FDA says you can put it in your mouth. And Chris sort of dodges the big question about his own solution, which is, can it be scaled up? Could we all just eat holistic, regenerative, etc., grass-fed beef. Right now, only 2-3% to 3 of U.S. beef is grass-fed. 
it's higher in other countries, but in America, it's just a tiny fraction. And the problem is, if you were to, you know, say, okay, only grass-fed beef is legal now, in order to meet consumer demand, current consumer demand, you'd have to convert, like, basically all of the land in the U.S. into beef farms. It would, it would just take up so much space. So his, his whole solution only works if current meat consumption levels go way down. He, he fails to mention this. And then there's just a few other small things that are worth mentioning from the interview. Uh, Rogan says that rats will not eat I can't believe it's not butter. I could not find anything about this on the internet. I don't know where this is coming from. Does this invalidate the entire episode that they would get this crucial fact wrong? I will let you decide that. And then also, early in the interview, they talk about the carnivore people a little bit who only eat meat. And Chris says no humans have ever attempted that. But then later, he's the one who brings up the Maasai people. And the Maasai people really did before they sort of came more into contact with civilization, they really did only eat meat. They only ate raw beef. They don't even cook it. Raw beef, raw milk, and then they would drink cow blood as well, which is hardcore, first of all. But, you know, he, he's wrong. These people are out here doing it, only eating meat. Do I think this means that the carnivore diet, in my personal opinion, is a good idea? I remember there's an episode of JRE from like, I don't know, like a year ago or something. I can't remember the guy's names, but they were like carnivore people who, who were on the podcast and they were like fat, like powerlifter types. So are these like Americans who eat like hamburger patties for every meal and like lift weights, like three sets of five, like three hours a week? Is this equivalent to the Maasai people, who are a very specific genetic group, who basically live outside, exercising all day? You know, if you look at pictures of them, they're all like thin and lean, and they drink cow blood. You know, these people aren't drinking cow blood. What if that's like the key to all this? You don't know. But, <laughs> but. You know, people ask me all the time, I'm sure all of you guys are wondering, what's my diet like? What do I eat? You know, it's easy It's easy to judge other people. What, what are you up to? Me, I, I only eat on it products since I've started this podcast. You know, Alpha Brain, Krill Oil, Shroom Tech, uh, all that good stuff. And yeah, I feel so healthy and alive. I'm, I've grown an inch in height since I started this podcast. I can, I can see much further. Even at night, I, I have a sort of like cat-like night vision. I can jump a lot higher. My hair is, is white, which was, I did not expect. And I don't, I don't travel by car anymore because I can run you know, I can run 30 plus miles per hour. So, you know, I use my car for the freeway, but but that's it. So, 
you know, head on over to On It. That's what I'm eating. After you're done listening to this, get get on over to On It.